You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wealth Talk Podcast. We're officially in season number two and it's amazing how things happen. I had a different guest that was actually supposed to be on the first episode of season two and, uh, you know, schedules happen and, and uh, they couldn't make it. But right after that, this gentleman has actually walked in the door. I asked him if he could, you know, be our guest. And it's so rightfully fitting, you know, because um, from when I joined real estate, this is my broker record. You know, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you sure you know this guy. He's out here in Brampton. If you know Brampton, he's out here. You know, um, such a good person. And, you know, it's just showing right now today i'm sure he had so many different things to do today you know but he just put it aside and said all right rich how much time do you need and he's here sitting with us so i'm talking about mr narender sega how are you doing sir i'm fine richard and thank you very much and first of all thank you i'm so thrilled and excited to be on this platform because i have seen the presentation and i've seen the content and i'm, I'm so proud to be on this platform thank you oh. thank you for inviting me oh. and giving me a chance thank you for coming honestly thank like I, I did have him in mind for this season Right. But, you know, it's so rightfully fitting that it's season one. Right. And, you know, with the Wealth Talk podcast, you know, what we want to go in is we want to really go in and get to know you and go deep into your story. Because, you know, when I got introduced into real estate, I came, I went to different brokerages. I met with different broker records. And one thing that stood out with you was, you know, your person to person touch. Like I could see you're so kind inside. You have such a good heart. Right. And, you know, I'm sure you became that person through who you were growing up. So if you don't mind, if we could just take it all the way back, you know, um, where, where were you born? Like, what was life like a child? Like, let us, let us know more about yourself. Well, Richard, my story is like any other Canadian. I landed in this, on this land with lots of dreams. And I think my dreams came true. This country offered me quite a lot. And I'm, I'm so thrilled and happy that this country and the citizens of this country welcomed me with open arms and gave me an opportunity to be who I am today. My journey is like any other, other person's journey. My journey started like a child which was born, who was born in India. I was born in a small city in India. My parents are educated people. We are a big family as a matter of fact. We are a family of six brothers and a sister. My parents always insisted on one thing that the only substitute in life is education. So we all were inspired by our parents to go and take education. So by education, I'm an engineer. When I landed here, my aim was to become a professional engineer and pursue my career in my field. But as you know, they say that new country, when I landed here, this country was new to me. Culture was new, people were new, environment was new. Coming from a hot country to extremely cold, country where the weather changes like anything from plus 49 to minus 30 was quite an experience. <laughs> so as a 
newly landed immigrant, my first shopping in this country was safety shoes and winter jackets. And I still remember. Okay. Those two items are still with me because it, they remind me who I am. Wow. As my country reminded me. Mm -hmm. I'm a proud Canadian, but I was born in India, so my roots are still there. My emotions are there. My love for that country and for my adopted country are as strong as it should be. And then we want to know about the roots. Tell us about the roots. Like, like what was it like in India? So, you know, so, so we can get a better understanding. India is a very vibrant country. Mm -hmm. A biggest democracy in the world with billion plus people. In India, if you want to survive, you got to educate yourself. And that's what I did. My childhood was amazing. We didn't have the computers. We didn't have the gadgets. Mm -hmm. But we had us. My friends will go to school and come in the evening and play like crazy. The games we played, the things we enjoyed. If I tell my kids about those things, that will be like dream for them. <laughs> okay. So I went to school and I went to the best possible schools available in India. My parents were very keen on sending to good education, good school. So I went to a very good school, Richard. After finishing my grade 11, I went to the engineering field, started working in, uh, in India in automobile industry. And inspiration was, I wanted to see the world. I have been very motivated person all my life. I wanted to explore the world. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what else is there out of India. Okay. And this- At what age was this around when you, when you had that wow. thought of mind? I, I came to this country in 1986 at the tender age of 25. Me and my wife, we had dreams. We, we started working on our dreams. I got a very good job in this country because of my education I took from back home. Mm -hmm. And because of that education, I started in a very good industry. I started my career in a, a company where they were used to make car batteries, Excide. That, that company gave me quite an experience. I learned about people. I learned about culture. I, as a matter of fact, became a unionist. I worked in CAW union at one stage, representing people, the employees of the company, and negotiated a few contracts with the corporation, with the company. Okay. That gave me how the system works, mm. how the system implies, and what are the complications when you are negotiating things for you and for others. At present time, I am operating as an owner broker of Home Life Maple Leaf and Centum Supreme Mortgages, quite a different field, starting career, edu getting education as an engineer and running real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. If you see the comparity, yeah. you will wonder why. Mm -hmm. Why a person who was trained as an engineer is running a brokerage and became a realtor. Mm -hmm. That's a funny story behind it. I saw the potential in real estate in early ages of early time of 1989, when people were buying and selling houses and I was new in the country and interest rates were 14%. Mm -hmm. But it was somewhere in my mind. Okay. Then somebody inspired me and became a reason for me to think about real estate and I took my license in 1991. From 1991, as a broker of record, as a person who's operating as an owner of the company, I never believed in one thing the term full-time, part-time real estate and these kind of things because I'm in a service industry. Mm -hmm. And I believe service is something which is not given to you. You have to adopt it. Mm -hmm. You got to respect people. You got to uh, put value on people's time, their effort and bring value to the people for the money they invest with us. Mm -hmm. 
and those kind of principles kind of instilled in me right from the beginning i always believed in people i am a believer of people mm-hmm. i believe unless you give space to people to grow stop micromanaging them they don't grow mm. do not treat people anything less than you if you are experienced that doesn't mean a person who's new in your field is not worthy of success as you achieved give them an opportunity and that's what i always believe and that's what i do till today yeah. when somebody comes to our organization we just tell them one thing we will teach you the business how much business you have to do is all up to you mm. so we want to see how much is the where is the fire what is the inspiration inside mm-hmm. if a person is motivated enough to succeed they succeed mm-hmm. there is no other formula yeah in any field any business there is only one formula do you want to succeed mm-hmm. do you have the tools to succeed mm-hmm. are there people who will support you to succeed mm-hmm. are they going to be envy of your success mm-hmm. will they hinder your success mm-hmm. if you can put all these things together mm-hmm. it's a beautiful combination to success mm-hmm. and i think i've been very fortunate i met many people who helped me to succeed i cannot say whatever i did in my life i cannot say it's because of me mm-hmm. is i am thankful to all the people in last 35 years who stood by me who believed in me supported me to succeed mm-hmm. and i'm very proud of what i do today and i I'm very proud of the people who are associated with me mm-hmm. or who were associated with me yeah. that they they worked with us as a team they learned from us and taught us something yeah every time a new person joins your organization you have an opportunity to learn from that person mm-hmm. that's what i believe that mm-hmm. a person who joins you he's coming with new ideas technology is changing industry is changing mm-hmm. life is changing mm-hmm. so when you see their experiences you get an opportunity as a person to learn from them So I believe my success is a combination of other people so all the people who helped me in my life to succeed thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you okay can you can you share like some things that you learned along the way that made you give that thank you like what are some things like say maybe there were some type of obstacles that came in the way or something like that and that you recall and you know can you go through that story with us and share with us what you learned from it like it's anything like a lot throughout throughout the process of of building Richard, when I came here as a new immigrant, I felt one thing, and I'm going to share with you. I felt there were not too many people who wanted me to go in the right direction. Unfortunately, mm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. in the beginning, everybody gave me a feeling that I got to start somewhere from bottom. Mm. I cannot start somewhere in the middle. I cannot think of top. Mm-hmm. Everyone I met, they said, start somewhere. Get Canadian experience. no canadian work ethics somewhere they were right mm-hmm. and somewhere i felt they they were just not giving me the right direction mm-hmm. and those kind of things gave me a reason to think mm-hmm. it made me analytical it made me it gave me a feeling that i got to start making my own decisions mm-hmm. i got to think what is right what is wrong mm-hmm. should i be relying on all the information coming to me 100% or should i be putting my own thought process mm-hmm. shuffling that information which is coming to me and then seeing and acting on it yeah and believe me or not it made me very prudent and i realized in the beginning all the information given to me was not true and correct mm-hmm. it took me few months to figure it out who is 
giving me right and who's giving me wrong. Mm-hmm. But once I figured it out, yeah. it was easy for me to make my own decisions. Yeah. And then take the help from the people who were actually supporting my right decisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So changing from engineering background to real estate was not easy. Mm-hmm. It was not expected. Mm-hmm. I was never ever thinking of becoming a realtor. Yeah. Something happened. What happened? <laughs> you have to chill happy. Like, this is one kind of podcast. We need to know uh, what happened. Like, let me, like, yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you what uh-huh. happened. I was introduced to real estate by fluke. I still remember in 1989, I was traveling on Highway 89 and I passed through Highway 9 and there was a city, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were the board, first subdivision in 100 years. I'm a curious person. I was new in the country, only three years. I wanted to see what's going on. So I turned my car and went to see. When was this? How long ago was this? 1989. Oh, wow. I, I, okay. I think it was early 90s or late 90s, something like that. Okay. And when I entered Tottenham, it is a very small city. It was very small at that time. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one Dairy Queen, one A and P store, uh, one coffee time and few houses. Mm-hmm. And the builder was building new houses first time after 100 years. Mm-hmm. Not too far from there was a city of Alliston. And Honda opened their plant. Okay. And they were hiring people with technical backgrounds. I was already working with Exide Mm -hmm. and they were giving preference to the people to develop the whole neighborhood. If you were resident of that Mm -hmm. area, there was some kind of preference there. Mm -hmm. So we decided to invest. Okay. And I ended up booking two houses there. Mm -hmm. To my surprise, I could not figure it out why I did it. Mm -hmm. I was so tempted. Can you call it impulsive decision? No, because Mm -hmm. I'm not impulsive person at all. I saw my friends and family talking about real estate almost every day when we met. Mm-hmm. So I knew real estate is something which is making money to people. Yeah, but yeah. we, me and my wife, we didn't have too much to spare mm-hmm. because we were new immigrants and we were making our life. But it was there in my mind. Mm-hmm. So when I booked my houses and I came back, I spoke to my father-in-law and we were laughing because the rate of interest was 14% at that time. Mm-hmm. Not like 2% exactly. or 1%, but 14% richer. <laughs> and I booked the two houses and my father-in-law asked me how I'm planning to close them. And I said, I don't know. Okay. I need your help. And he said, but you already bought it. Uh-huh. I said, well, it's a, it's a statement. I hope nobody takes it to the heart, mm-hmm. but it works. Good thing happens to you sometime instantly. Okay. And I think that is the good thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I bought two houses there, closed them and sold them. And I made $80,000 in 91 on wow. two houses net profit wow and my thought process was wow <laughs> if i can make eighty thousand dollars in one year dealing with people meeting people adopting new experiences being exposed to new things why not yeah and that's the time i went to humber college to all the people who are doing courses real estate courses to humber college let me tell you Things changed in the last 30 years, but I went to Humber College. We had Humber College to do the real estate courses. Mm-hmm. So I went to Humber College, took my license, and thank you to the realtor who helped me to sell those houses. Nice. Thank you to the builder who gave me an opportunity to book two houses mm-hmm. because that's where my real estate journey started. Mm-hmm. So nice. I took my license in 1992 or 93. I did partnership with another fellow realtor who is a very big name in real estate industry at present time. Wow. 
and we worked together as partners for many many years mm -hmm. we both had jobs mm -hmm. so that's what i realized there is no such thing as full time part time real estate mm -hmm. we were used to we were used to provide top notch service yeah. at the convenience of our clients okay even if we had the full time jobs yeah. and we became top agents in our brokerage at that time and i realized one thing that the broker of that brokerage he gave us opportunity to develop mm -hmm. he gave us like the brokerage was open to us do whatever you want to do but learn mm -hmm. bring value to the consumer nice. so richard my journey to real estate started in 1991 okay and i so how old were you at that time oh my god uh, i must be 30 32 at that okay. time okay nice, nice so it's been it's been wonderful we i'm constantly talking about real estate real estate because that's what i do for a living so I always tell people, if you don't have a passion for a profession, it never becomes your career. Mm -hmm. Real estate became my career because I had a passion right from the beginning for this. Okay. I decided not to take shortcuts. I yeah. learned tricks. Uh -huh. I learned rules. I, yeah. I learned uh, compliance issues. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't have the computers and internet at that time, we had to talk to each other. Yeah. And that habit still sticks with me. I like to talk to people. Mm -hmm. I like to listen to people. I like to hear their ideas yeah. and then see what ideas will help larger number of people, yeah. which ideas will help smaller group of people. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, started applying them accordingly. Mm -hmm. And here we are today. Wow. I, I, as the interview is being done by Richard, so I would like to share something with all of you guys about Richard. When I met Richard, he was a young man with lots of dreams and I saw Richard becoming successful realtor as he is today. I saw him getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him having his first child, his yeah, second child. Yeah. And now here is Richard who is presenting this to you guys. Yeah. So this is the success story yeah. of any young immigrant mm -hmm. who comes to this country. Mm -hmm. If you keep your head straight, if you have a desire to succeed, if you have the family values, if you care about your family, friends, and extended family and when I use the term extended family I'm talking about the people who help you succeed life becomes so colorful it becomes so comfortable it becomes so rewarding actually that every time you achieve something you have so many people to say thank you so you cannot be self-centered egotistic successful person who believes your success is because of you because success is never solo it's never alone. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of people. Yeah. It's a teamwork which, which takes you to different places and different uh, platforms and achievements in life. And yeah. this is what my story is very this humble. It's the truth, man, because, you know, like even within the, the Matt Muck and Create Wealth Network, uh, it, we, we, we're all one, right? And we're all connected, you know? So like what you're saying, you can't do nothing solo. It's the truth, yes. right? And we need to transition from me to we. Right. Um, and even going back and you talking about, you know, um, us and us connecting, you know, I want to go uh, to what you were talking and based in terms of your principles. Right. You said people were looked out for you, but you looked out for me big time. And maybe at the time you didn't even realize. Right. Because when I before uh, coming here, I was in the same situation. I was working. I was working a night shift. Like you said, I just you know got serious with my, my, my wife now and. Um, you know, like it was time to really, you start thinking family, you start thinking, you know, things. And I was working, I remember daytime and a night shift. So I was sleeping like two hours a day at that time when I was studying uh, for my course, you know, to get into real estate. And then 
Um, I came around, met with different brokers. You, you know, you, you spoke to me. And one thing that you, you said to me too that stood out as well was because I went to some other ones and uh, they're like, oh, we'll get our, our people to write the contracts for you and all that kind of stuff. And I came back to it and I, I said, um, these other people, they said they'll write my contracts and everything. And he said, Rich, if you want people to do stuff for you, then do it. But over here, we want you to learn real estate, the ins and outs, you know? And that was very impactful. But what I want to get to was, um, after about, a, I think it was a year or two in um, real estate, you know, you know, it's money was coming in or whatever, right? And I, I finally had that confidence to make that leap and quit my job. You know, that night shift that I was, uh, I was doing, I was gearing up for it. I, I lined myself up. I think I had like a vacation, so I took my vacation and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and then I went and I gave that letter, you know, and that's a wealthy moment, you know? And um, when, that, when that happened, you know, I'm like, okay, now I'm in, all in real estate. I'm all, you know, I'm going in on this, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, things were going good for me, but then there was a, a time period where the funds was getting low, Right. And I remember I was like, holy, lead. Like, I was, I was, uh, I was in a situation. I remember I had some deals that were there, but they're pending, you know, and they were coming. Right. But they weren't there. And I remember I came and I sat with you and no, I didn't even, I, you were outside. It was how, it, how it happened was so interesting because I remember I was talking to my wife about it. So I'm going to talk to Mr. Sigal, see if there's something that he could front me for, for a moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when, when she, when we came, you're outside and I told, I told you my situation. Right. And then you said, yeah, like, you know, um, you could you could deal with it in advance. And honestly, that pretty much changed my life. I'll keep I'm keeping 100 with you because that period of time, you know, and I'm, I think I was able to pay that back, you know, and everything like that. So but for that time, that was the situation was me contemplating. Do I have to go back working that job? Right. And, you know, you gave that bridge. You gave me that bridge that really helped me out. I want to put that out there because. That just shows who you are and, as a person. And I have a reason to do that. When you came to me, I thought of me. Mm. Because I was in that situation at one point. And I had people who were there for me. And that's what I tell every single one of us. If you can share your wealth and knowledge with people, it will grow. Share with them. Don't believe whatever you have is given to you. Okay? There are many people who help you to grow. And if you forget the people who help you to grow, then they will come when people will forget about you. Okay? So say thank you to the God and Lord mm -hmm. for helping us out and giving us healthy life. Look what we went through in the last two years, pandemic. Mm -hmm. We lost loved ones. We saw for the first time that we are not allowed to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Many of us, we thought... Living in the first world, we lost our freedoms. Yeah, yeah. We lost our freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. We lost uh, freedom of congregation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We lost freedom of getting together. House of Lord was closed down. Churches, temples, religious places, gurdwaras, mosques, they were closed. Yeah. So just imagine when we are in trouble, we think of God. We go to House of Lord and pray for his forgiveness and prosperity. And we could not even do that. Just imagine mm. how difficult it was mm. for us as human beings, mm -hmm. but we came through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, as of yesterday, no mask. Mm -hmm. We have a freedom to yeah. get together. Yeah. So, we all are Canadian. Let's talk about Canada. Canada gives us freedom. Mm -hmm. Canada gives us opportunities. Canada gives us support as my political views have nothing to do with life. 
because those are my political views. But what our governments did in last two and a half years to take care of the citizens of this country, to support the citizens who were suffering, who lost their jobs, who lost the loved ones, governments were there financially, mm -hmm. governments were there emotionally with us. Mm -hmm. They supported the businesses, they supported the people. Mm -hmm. Now we can criticize for abuse of things given to people. Mm -hmm. Government did not intend to give any of this support for people to abuse. But we are human beings. Some people did abuse, <laughs> some people enjoy it. Uh -huh. But that's the way the life is. Mm -hmm. Life is not fair, we always say. Yeah. Life is a journey. Mm -hmm. You are going to have ups and downs, mm -hmm. good and bad. We have to face them all. Mm -hmm. I have one slogan in my life. I never quit on people until they quit on me. Mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer of people. I'm a strong believer of convictions in life. I believe in deeds. Mm -hmm. I do not believe in sugar-coated talks. Mm -hmm. Because sugar-coated talks are just to... Just to solve your own purpose. If you, if you do friendship with people with intent, if your friendship is for a reason, if you do, only business can be done for a reason because business has a nature of yeah. give and take. Mm -hmm. So if I do business with Richard, Richard yeah. expects something from me, I expect something from Richard. Yeah. But when I become friends with Richard, mm -hmm. then certain things have no give and take. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just a simple, transparent, mm -hmm. pure relation yeah. of caring mm -hmm. and enjoying each mm -hmm. other's mm -hmm. families and mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That stage comes in life where you become friends with people. Yes. Where they become your extended family. Yeah. And as you can see, I got gray hair now. Right. I got salt <laughs> and pepper. So I believe I'm coming to the age now where I see people a bit differently. Mm -hmm. I see I have done two-thirds of my journey in this material world of ours. Mm -hmm. I got one-third of journey left. So I personally feel it's the time for me to say thank you to people. Thank you to anything and everything. And on, on top of it, big thank you. Amazing thank you to the Lord yeah. for helping yeah. me to sustain this journey and travel this journey up to now. Mm -hmm. I have turned 60. Nice. When I nice. turn back and say I'm 60, yeah, I was 30, I was 27, 28, mm. maybe 25 when mm. I landed here. My goodness. Mm, wow. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, I'm, sure. I'm, I only have good. thank you for everything which have yeah. been offered to me. Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's so amazing. my journey as a child, my childhood was very amazing. Mm -hmm. I am very fond of my childhood and I have a great importance of teacher in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very fond of teacher. I have un, unprecedented respect for teachers. Mm -hmm. I believe teacher is like a creator. You give a soft sand in their hand and they mold it into beautiful things. Okay, that's the role of the teacher. When I went, when I was studying, when I was in grade five or six, I happened to meet teachers. Mm, okay. They changed my life. They changed, they made me, they made, gave me a feeling that how amazing are books, how amazing are words, mm. how amazing are sentences. They, 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 they gave me this feeling that start reading. Right. You will enjoy reading. And believe me or not, till today. Right. Uh, these days we don't get too many newspapers and too many magazines mm. because everything is on our smartphones. Smartphone, but yeah. I get hold on uh, printed material, yeah. I love to read them. I love nice. to flip those pages and that noise of flipping those pages mm. is so absolutely mm. amazing. Mm. Just imagine sitting in your bed and reading a book. It's like a dream these days, you know, yeah. because yeah. everything is, you, you are reading everything on your uh, uh, 
small so, computers yeah, 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 and exactly. iPads and all these things. Yeah. But read. Yeah. You see, when you say read even, that's a, it, it's, it speaks so much about you because when it comes to paperwork and contracts, yeah. you like know all the language. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense what you're saying right now. You know, the teachers and like, the language, I guess you have a, a, a high interest in that. Our body needs food to eat, to survive, mm-hmm. okay, to stay healthy. Our brain needs healthy food mm-hmm. to stay healthy. And the, the food of the brain is reading, mm-hmm. putting more words into vocabulary. Yes. Because our subconscious mind remembers everything. Yes, yes. So more you read, more you listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe in law of attraction. Positive yeah, thing, positive comes to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. surround yourself with right people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear right. I always ask people, why do you go to church? Why do you go to temple? Why do you go to uh, Gurdwara or mosque? Mm-hmm. Because there we don't talk. We listen to things about mm-hmm. God. Exactly. We, we listen good, we think good. Mm-hmm. We think good, we act good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the reason when we come back from those places, we feel good. We, we <laughs> yeah. feel good. Exactly. We feel we, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we can be better than who we are. Exactly. But you know, we live in a materialistic world. Of course. We have to take care of our families. We have to take care of our friends, mm-hmm. our businesses. And business life is not easy. Mm-hmm. But... If you lose friends for money, if you lose friends for business, that may be somebody's portfolio or way of thinking, not, not mine. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I don't like to lose friends for money and mm-hmm. business. No, yeah. I never did. I will never do Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it's true. It's true. And that's, and that's like the, the foundational things of what you're saying is everything that, you know, we speak. It's all, that's wealth talk. You know, before you're asking what's wealth talk about, and that's what pretty much what it is. I want to go to, to your wife because you said you came to Canada when you're like 25, 26. Yep. And you said me and my wife. Yes. So you were married before that. Ah, it's a, it's a very interesting story. Uh, I met my wife before, like, it, ours was a kind of arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our parents sure. put together mm-hmm. two young people. Mm-hmm. One was already in Canada. How old were you guys? Uh, 24, 25. Oh, I got wow. married in, as a matter of fact, tomorrow is my wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> we, got married, we got married in 1985. Wow. Two young wedding. people were introduced. Yeah. We talked to each other. We saw each other. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got into this relation which has lasted till today. Nice. And I hope it's going to last until oh, physically I'm gone from here. Nice, nice. And this journey has been amazing. My wife is a person who has no bone of malice. I think everything I have achieved so far in my life, my wife has contributed more than I have done. That woman supported me. She stood by me like rock. You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Let me make my decisions right and wrong. Mm -hmm. She never interfered in my decision and always believed in me. One person who always believed in me for my right and wrong is she. Yes. 
She always said, till today, mm -hmm. anything I do, I have never heard this woman saying no to me. Mm -hmm. She always says, well, if you think it's right, then do it. Nice. She gave me three wonderful, beautiful kids. Yes. I have two daughters and a son. Mm -hmm. They are successful. Mm -hmm. They are running their own life. They're enjoying their own life. Yes. We got a grandson in our life now. Nice. I see you. see your twin. Yeah. I see <laughs> he, that, that little kid makes me talk about him uh -huh. every day in the morning, every time in the afternoon or evening. Uh -huh. If we don't have a FaceTime chat mm -hmm. with our daughter to see his face, our daughter is more upset with us because we say, the first thing we ask him is, how is your son? Uh -huh. And she says, what about me? <laughs> so... So, nice. so she's the foundational pillar behind the scenes. And that's important too, because I say with my wife, like behind the scenes, so much she pushed. Like, like you said um, before, there's people who were discouraging you, but it, look, you had her from young. So from young, she's probably giving you that push. Oh yeah, you could do it. You could do it. I always tell her you could do it. She huh? always did. Nice. She always did. Because when I came here, she was already here for a few years. So okay. she knew the system. She had the most amazing job. Nice. And we will we'll go to downtown because that's where she worked for CS, CS head office. That's where she worked. Okay. And we will go to Young and Dandas area. And there used to be Eaton Center, I remember. Yeah. That was my, our favorite place to go. Okay. Wander around in the Eaton Center. Okay. <laughs> nice. And go to food court and eat and then do some shopping and hop into the... Uh, uh, TTC, TTC, come okay. to French Subway, I still remember. Okay. My... my Everybody's different. Yeah. My thing is, I'm very keen on small details about life. Mm -hmm. I believe when I'm out doing outing, yeah. I want to enjoy everything. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy people. I want to enjoy the environments. Yes. I want to enjoy the streets. I want to enjoy the vendors, food yeah. vendors, everything. Mm -hmm. Because those are the memories mm -hmm. which stay with you for a yes. very, very long time. They don't fade away. Yes. I'm not absentee kind of a person. Mm -hmm. I'm very alert, very nice. attentive. I pay attention to details, yes. either outside mm. or in-house or at work. Yeah. When I'm home, I'm a husband, mm. I'm a father, mm. I'm the owner of the house with my wife, mm. and we know what to do. So mm. we have to manage our house. So I manage my house. I'm not a real estate broker. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody's husband, somebody's father, yes. somebody's brother. So I manage that life the way it should be. I'm not a balanced person. I'm not saying that Narendra Sagal is the most balanced person who balances the business and personal life. Mm -hmm. I may be the totally unbalanced person, mm -hmm. but whenever I spend time, I enjoy those moments. Nice. I believe that when you do something, do it and put your 100% or more than 100%. Mm -hmm. Have fun with whatever you're doing. Yeah. You are going out to excursion, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Then don't don't worry about other things. Yeah. When you're working, do not, do not bring work at home and home at work. Mm -hmm. Keep them separate. Mm -hmm. Enjoy them both. Yeah. Be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people know about this one, but I'm a good cook. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I learned cooking from my mom. Okay. My mom was an excellent cook. I learned good values of business from my parents. Mm -hmm. My parents were very principle-oriented people. My dad was a very stubborn principle-oriented government officer. Mm -hmm. My mom was a person who will, who will give us freedom to do things, mm -hmm. and she will put her foot down and stop us. So... My wife and my mom, they have played a very important role in my life. Okay. I learned from my mom and I became a good person once I got married because of my wife. Because my wife gave me a feeling that until you make mistakes, you will not have success. Mm -hmm. Until you take initiative, you will not know the fruit of your hard work. Mm -hmm. And I did it. Wow. 
35 years tomorrow yeah. i'm going to be married with that woman for <laughs> my god 16 15 plus 22 37 yeah. years i see you're blushing right now <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's 30, good 37 years that, and yeah. i'm looking forward for many more years to come of course of yeah. course you know that that's that's um, amazing and that's such an important part you know of of life and, and you know the relationships that you have and the support that you're getting behind us but now let's get into business like yes. let's talk about business let's get into business let's talk right business. because um yeah you obviously you said you've been doing this for like 30 years Almost plus 30 years. right and in, in real estate so what are key things like what are key tips that you've learned through that 30 years of business you know the real estate and then business in general because you know like everyone's trying like there's some people who are just entrepreneurs maybe they're not in real estate of course they should be in real estate or have some real estate right but then they're also in business and maybe there's some things along the way because you run this brokerage right that you know uh, you can give us a little insight to okay from business point of view from real estate point of view the one thing i learned about real estate right from the beginning when i came in the business from 91 or 92 or 93 maybe you have to be adaptable you have to learn how to change because industry changes mm -hmm. when whatever business it is it changes in the early stages of real estate when we started real estate real estate was a was a entity where people bought the house to raise family so people will buy a comfortable small cozy house mm -hmm. and they knew they are going to be staying in this house for long time mm -hmm. okay they never thought of buying and selling it quickly for profits mm -hmm. Real estate was a place where people bought to raise families. Mm -hmm. So they wanted a good kitchen, mm -hmm. eat-in kitchen. Mm -hmm. They wanted a good living and family room. Mm -hmm. They wanted a cozy backyard, front yard, because they knew they were going to be here for a long time. Yeah. So they took lots of pride in maintaining houses. Okay. okay. And the rates were very high in those days. But owning a house was a dream for people then, and it's a dream now. Mm -hmm. That dream never changed. Mm -hmm. Particularly immigrants. It's a country, Canada is a country of immigrants. So immigrants have this fascination of owning a land, owning uh, a real estate. Piece of where Piece of where which belongs to yeah, them, yeah, yeah, which yeah. they call it home. Mm -hmm. Okay, my home, mm -hmm. not a rental home, yeah. my home. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that the industry changed. So we had to change with the industry. Mm -hmm. I saw the mindset of people change about real estate. Mm -hmm. As I said, real estate was a place to raise the family yeah. so people bought the house raise their kids send them to universities and retire mm -hmm. in 2022 mm -hmm. real estate is business mm -hmm. yep. people buy to make profits yep. they have no affection or attachment with the drywalls and bricks and things anymore mm -hmm. they just see it what they are buying today and what they can sell it and get the profit out yeah so real estate has changed mm -hmm. mindset has changed yeah Real estate is the most talked about topic in Canada today. Yep. After hockey, we talk about real estate. And the Raptors. I'm a basketball Raptors guy. So, so wherever we get together, we talk about <laughs> music, we yeah. talk about real estate, and we talk about hockey. Yeah. So when, and everybody wants to be a realtor, and I'm very proud that I'm a part of this industry. Yes, exactly. Every single person, I've seen doctors, yeah. lawyers, accountants, mm -hmm people with PhDs coming in our business. Yeah. And we should be very proud that our profession has become one of the top sought out professions mm -hmm. for professionals. Nice. Yeah. So what we have to reflect is professionalism. Mm -hmm. We are in service industry. If you are not able to provide service at a very higher standard, where you bring value to the people, where people can trust us 
where we are not treated as people who just think of us, I think this is the best profession you can come in. It's easier to become a realtor. It's an old saying. It's easy to be successful or easy to become a top notch, but staying at the top is not easy. So Narendra can or Richard can become a top agent, but to stay on the top for Richard, he has to be a true professional. He respects people, he brings value to the people, he is true to his principles, and he enjoys what he does. Yeah. He is not doing half-heartedly anything, or Narendra is not doing half-heartedly anything. We got to put our hearts into this. Yeah. So what I learned from real estate is this. Now everybody wants real estate. Younger people. Yeah. In our days, younger people never thought of owning real estate. Mm -hmm. They only thought of going to schools, universities, and having parties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. People in late 30s yeah. or early 40s were the people who were thinking of buying houses yeah. because now they were thinking of retirement. Yeah, exactly. And real estate was one thing which they felt mm. they can retire. And real estate values did not appreciate the way they appreciate now. Yeah. 1%, 2%. Mm. In certain segments of time, real estate dropped actually big time. Mm -hmm. People lost their investments. Because by the time they went for renewal of their mortgage, yeah. the value of their house was lesser than the amount they owed to they the owe, bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen those times. Mm -hmm. And now I have seen the time where in one year the value goes up $500,000. Mm -hmm. So you can see how important real estate is. Yeah. Real estate is actually have become integral part of every Canadian. It's a universal business. Mm -hmm. So we are in a universal business. Mm -hmm. But in Canada particularly, we are the biggest, second largest geographical country in the world. With a population of 47,000 yeah. only, million, 47,000, 47 million, sorry, 47 million people in this country yeah, yeah. and we are the second largest geographical country in the world. Mm -hmm. So just imagine, yeah. the only strange thing is we all want to stay in urban places yeah, exactly. where you have a municipal water and laxity and gas, we still are not used to of the place where you have a septic tank and drill water and you don't have an internet, mm -hmm. the majority of the people who want to adopt this kind of a lifestyle is very low. Yeah, exactly. We all want to stay in cities. Yeah. And that's the reason the values in cities were way Those higher were as high. compared to rural areas. But mm -hmm. everything changed in the last two years. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now the rural areas have become as valuable mm -hmm. as the urban areas. Mm -hmm. Why? Urban areas offer you a smaller place to live and amenities. Mm -hmm. Rural areas offer you bigger place to live, yeah. less amenities, yeah. and you have to do more physical work. Yeah. And people liked it because they were working from home. Yeah. They exactly. had time. Yeah. They had time to cut the grass. Yeah. They had time to cut the snow or yeah. remove the snow. They had time mm -hmm. to sit in the backyard mm -hmm. because they were not supposed to go anywhere. Yeah. That's the reason those rural areas went up like crazy. Yeah. Now, it has become a lifestyle. Just imagine a person living in a rural area on a two acre of land, mm -hmm. a small beautiful house and a water coming from well yeah. and his, his life is like so uh, uh, wrapped around cleaning this and doing mm -hmm. this and he has become physical and he's sweating almost daily. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now they have to come back to work now because their workplaces are opening oh, yeah. and they are moving back mm -hmm. to their old small nest. Mm -hmm. It's going to be quite a transition for yeah. many people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. People living in downtown areas, people living in urban areas, they will have a migration of people. Mm -hmm. Even if they may not sell the rural properties, mm -hmm. they may still want to buy something in yeah. urban areas. Okay, so right now, like, 
we see what's going on, even as, as you see, not getting into politics, but that's a big issue in there too, because, you know, the numbers that are going so high, you know, it's good for people who own real estate, right? But people who are trying to get in right now, because I even have a client of mine that reached out today, right? And um, what they're make, earning annually and what they have saved up, you know, and where they want to be does not add up, right? So, um, like, what do you have to say to those people? Like, what are the strategies that they, like, for example, he wants to live in, like, the Vaughn area by those condos by the subway, right? Um, and I think he qualified for, like, I think 500000 right? Before, yeah, he could easily get in there. But now, you know, it's like six fifty, right? Seven. So it's like, what, what are, is there any strategy for them? Like, is there any way that for them to, you know, be able to get inside and get in the real estate game? Okay. As real estate has become very difficult for the first time home buyers because the prices are very high. In the last three years, <clears throat> the values went up unprecedentedly high. Everybody is, is scratching their head and asking why. When there was a pandemic, people lost their jobs. People are not earning more money. Then how come the value of the houses are going up? What is the reason that the real estate is booming so much and the values are going up? That's the question we all are asking each other. Yeah. That what is the reason the real estate is going up so much? Is there something new happening in the city? New jobs coming? New jobs are not coming. People have lost their incomes, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Then why real estate is going up? Here is the thing. Real estate appreciated average 10 to 20 percent. Mm -hmm. Or maybe more in certain years, actually. Yeah. So what is the reason for that increase? As a broker, I don't have a clear answer for that. And yeah. I'm not... A, I'm not uh, embarrassed to say that, that I don't have an answer why the real estate went up so high. Yeah. I think it's a principle of supply and demand. Yeah, so sure. that principle applies. So when you don't have too much to sell mm -hmm. and too many to buy, mm -hmm. then values will go, go up. up. Exactly. Interest rates were historically like 0%. Mm -hmm. So when you can borrow the money from the government, from the banks, mm -hmm and you qualify to borrow that money, then why will you pay the rent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what triggered mm -hmm. the whole transition of real estate. People, instead of renting, they started buying. Yeah. So when more people wanted to buy, there was more demand yeah. and there was not enough supply. Exactly. So that shortage of supply triggered the price yeah, 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 and yeah. values went up. Yeah, and I think even right now, the fact that the prices are, are like, keep going up, people, some people are like, okay, let me try to get something before they even go higher. Right. So I, I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, what's the solution that we can give to these people who, you know, want to own. But like right now, they're not qualified. Maybe I don't know if they got to. Uh, I know one thing is people are asking, I guess, how can it help from their parents? Right. Like what? What else? I, I have one simple advice to everyone who's in the market to buy, even if you are a younger person, younger buyer or an experienced buyer. First of all, go and get yourself qualified. If you cannot buy anything in your qualification criteria, seek help. Talk to your parents. Ask your parents to help you if they can help you. Buy properties in partnership with people if you can, but then it's going to be for business only because yeah. if two families cannot live in a smaller house, but you got to create wealth. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can create wealth is if you have something which you can sell at a higher price in yeah. future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So enter into, enter into 
entry level real estate. So entry level real estate is small condominium, mm -hmm. small townhouse, or a small fam two family home where you can have a rental basement income as long as it's a legal basement, where you have a certain income which cannot be hindered, cannot be interrupted. But you got to get into the market at entry level. A person who's making $200,000 income as a couple, you can afford basically a million dollar or mm -hmm. 1.1 yeah. million dollar home. Mm -hmm. And if you see around you now, in $1 million, you hardly get a semi-detached house these days. Yeah. In Toronto, you can't even get semi-detached. Okay. In Brampton, you may get it. In Richmond Hill, you may get it. Mm. So don't, lo don't lose hope. Mm. Don't think you cannot buy a house. Mm -hmm. okay? If you cannot be an end user, invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Investing in real estate is a very good investment mm -hmm. because this is not stock and bound, which you can't see and somebody else control the outcome. Real estate is the only investment you can feel it, you can see it, you can sense it, you can own and dispose at your will. Mm -hmm. Only thing you have to worry is, is the profit going to be high if you sell it quick? If the profit is going to be low if you sell it quick? If there is going to be a loss if you make end up getting something? So the most important you thing you have to think is this, find yourself a very well-versed experienced trained realtor. Don't just go and pick anybody and everybody. If you know a realtor who is in the business and who has done business with your friends and family, there's no harm to give them a call. Talk to your friends and family. Referral business these days is the top-notch business because your, your friends and family and other people can tell you from their experience if this person is worthy of your business. Mm -hmm. But not entering and thinking, I'm going to sit on sideline for the market to go down or have a very serious correction is not an option. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's choosing that option, you may not enter into real estate industry at all. Mm -hmm. So here is the option you have. People are thinking interest rates are going to go up and market will go down. It's a historic data. Mm -hmm. Every time interest rate goes, goes up, values go down. Why? Because people think when people cannot afford, they will not buy and people who want to sell, they won't be able to sell. I understand from psychological point of view, from an average thinking point of view, but real estate doesn't work like that. If the profits are $100,000 in one year and the cost to borrow is only 10,000 extra, what are you going to do? You, you should still buy mm -hmm. because now your profit is $10,000 less mm -hmm. and stuff. You didn't make $90,000 profit. You know what's interesting? I noticed a lot of people um, hesitate on the initial fund. Yes. You see, because you're talking about the profit you get after, mm -hmm. right? And this is not just with real estate, but with anything, mm -hmm. right? Like whether it's even getting into real estate or, you know, even just learning something new. People, I guess the relationship with putting their money in, you know, I think a lot of people have like an issue with that. And that's what hesitates a lot of people. Uh, as a first time home buyers, government is taking lots of initiatives. Okay. So here's the thing. If you are contributing in RRSPs, you can use that RRSP money as a first-time home buyer. Government through CMHC gives you 10% equity investment if you're buying a brand new home. They, CMHC has a program, equity sharing program with 5% for a resale home, but there is a ceiling. A certain price range and a certain income you should have to qualify for those programs. I see this way. If if the minimum down payment requirement is 5% for $500,000 home, yeah. that means you have to have $25,000. Yeah. So if you are a fresh graduate from a university, 
who has a student loan yes. and who has started working, you do not want to quit on everything. Say, I'm not going to go to restaurants, I'm not going to go see movie, I'm not going to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm just going to pay, save, save, save so that I can buy a property for future. If you are that dedicated, if you're that disciplined, do it, nothing wrong in that. But how many of us are that <laughs> disciplined? Exactly, yeah. We want to enjoy our lives too. Yeah. So seek help guys, mm. talk to your parents. Mm -hmm. The best group of people who can help you are your parents because your parents have lots of equity in the houses now. Mm -hmm. Don't ask them to throw away the money because they have to have something for themselves. Ask them to help you. Borrow money from your parents. Mm -hmm. They can give you the money and the banks are looking into these things that the parents can help. Mm -hmm. They can co-sign for you. Yes. You can have your brothers, sisters who own property already. They can help and co-sign for you mm -hmm. and help you to enter into real estate industry. Mm -hmm. Not entering into real estate is bad mm -hmm. because longer you wait, yeah. more difficult it is going yeah, to be yeah, for yeah. you. Do you so, think that they should, they are, or I guess they are making more programs and initiatives to make it easier are. for people, right? Yeah. Government is coming up with many programs to make housing affordable. But the question is, it's a supply and demand system. Yeah. As the international borders will open, as more people will come to this country, the demand for real estate is going to increase day by day. Yeah. And we are not building that many houses exactly. to cater that demand right now. Right now we got more demand than supply. Just imagine, once the international borders open and people with lots of money come in our country, yeah. you will have such a shortage of real estate People may not buy immediately the new immigrants, but they may go for rental. So you will have a scarcity of rental. Mm -hmm. Where you will not have rental properties. People who have money, they will buy more to make rental availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, there will be a sale purchase of real estate. Mm -hmm. Some people will buy and rent it out. Mm -hmm. Some people will rent only yeah. and some people will buy mm -hmm. just to live. Yeah. So. We believe that as the international borders will open, as we are coming out of pandemic, and I hope we don't have new variant coming in the <laughs> near future, yeah. I think people will invest in real estate. So if as a first time home buyer, as a young entrepreneur, mm. you don't think of buying 3,000 square feet home for $2 million, mm. enter into something. Mm. If you can't live, rent it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Start somewhere. Get something. Start owning real estate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't make land anymore. Yeah. Okay. We are going vertical these days yeah. because everybody wants to live with amenities, which mm -hmm. is not possible. Mm -hmm. So if you can grab something in rural areas mm -hmm. at a cheaper price and rent it out there so that you don't have to travel there mm -hmm. to maintain things, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can grab something small entry level with the help of your parents or your siblings, mm -hmm. Do it, but yeah. get into market. Yeah. Do not sit yeah. on sidelines. Mm. Anybody who's dreaming that real estate is going to go to the same level of 10 years ago, you're dreaming. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You may have a correction mm -hmm. because of psychological thinking, because of so-called negative news by the media mm. and by the people who have very little knowledge of real estate. Mm. You may see real estate sales may slow down. Mm -hmm. Values may correct themselves by 50, 60, maybe 100,000. But there's no stoppage of buying and selling real estate. Mm -hmm. As the markets will open up, as the world will open up, as more immigrants come to country, let's talk about our country, Canada. Canada is the number one country to live. Yeah, yeah. It's the most sought out country to live. Why? We have a free education. Okay. We have a free health care. Even if it takes us longer to get health care, still you don't have to worry about paying for your x-rays and for your many services which in other countries 
except Canada. You may have, I have known the countries where you could not, people died because they could not get the basic medic, uh, medical help. Wow. Doctors didn't see them because they didn't have the money. Mm. Do we face this thing? We show mm. up in hospitals instead of, instead of not getting services in emergencies, it takes us longer to get it, but we get it and we don't have to pay for it. Mm. So Canada is the number one sort out country to live mm. in, mm. safest country, mm. free healthcare, free education. Mm. You are living in a country or we all are living in a country which needs more people. Mm -hmm. We got huge land. Mm. Uh, we are full with natural resources. We are the country where, it's a, it's a very young country. We recently celebrated our 150th birthday. Yeah. Canada is a very young country. Yeah. Canada has a lot to offer to people who have a desire to make this country as their home. But there's one rule which we all should follow. Follow the land of the law of the land which you are adopting it to make it your second home, home away home. Canada is my adopted country. I'm very proud to call myself Canadian. I like to follow laws. I like to follow the rule of the land. But sometimes being an immigrant, I end up doing things which are there in me. Mm. Okay. But I, I hope these feelings are because of who you are, not because you just want to bring the values which are not aligning with the Canadian values. I, some, like hearing you talk, I can see um, you as an overseer. Like you're very patriotic. You love Canada. You I know? do. And, and, and that's amazing because, you know, like even being in Canada, it's amazing. Like, you know, you're, you're from a completely different background. Mm -hmm. I'm from a different background. But like you said, we relate so much, right? And, and that's Canada. Like when you go around, you're meeting people from all different places places from the rug and coming over here, you know, so I guess that's why a lot of people have even interest in coming to this country mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I hear you keep bringing back, let's talk about Canada. We have this, we have this, like, I, it's such an amazing place to be, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful definitely to, to be Canadian as well, I you am. know, for sure, for sure. And, you know, and even with yourself and, you know, just to wrap up, um, I know you like from the whole time you're talking about inspirational things, like you're talking about teachers. And you're talking about success. When I was talking to you about real estate, you were going more about the success. Like you could do it. If you try, we give you all the paperwork, we give you, the, but you got to, you're going to be successful. Like, you know, so like, what is it about that in terms of the motivation and the drive that, you know, like that you always go back to there where you're talking about success. You're talking about, you know, like you're, you're, you're giving all this information, teaching and, you know, like you're, you're talking about being patriot and yourself and of course talk about God like you're giving all this information out like you're you're sharing yourself mm -hmm. you know and, and I noticed that about you like and why, what makes you that way I think it's my parents mm -hmm. it's the initial values my my upbringing in in my country country of birth this is my country now my country of birth we have a one saying that your, your aptitude and your attitude start from kitchen. You hear your parents talking. You hear your parents behaving with each other, about other people, and those values instill in you. And I think I came from a very rich culture. Mm -hmm. I came from a country where people don't pretend to love you. They actually love you. Mm. They actually care about you. And I brought those values here. And those values were enhanced by other people. They saw the potential. One thing I enjoyed about Western world or North America is this. 
if you have a potential and somebody taps into that potential or you take opportunity by yourself to explore to see your inner strength to see what you have you can do wonders you got to invest in yourself people don't invest in this in themselves that's the biggest problem i have noticed with people mm-hmm. they don't want to adopt new technology new ways of life new thinking new process and they still want to succeed you got to adopt the new things in life mm. new is not crime guys new is na- not naive new is creation adopt it apply it i always say knowledge is lethal if you don't know how to apply mm. apply knowledge yeah if you have a knowledge and you don't know how to apply right. yeah. that knowledge is as good as, as good as nothing mm-hmm. so learn how to apply what you learn mm. okay and that's what people don't do it people don't want to do, apply they are not self starter they are not self motivated and don't take initiatives a successful person has a heart of steel they can take chances but they take calculative chances they are not impulsive people like to succeed in real estate you have to take a real estate license mm-hmm. then you have to listen to broker like me for many months yeah. and then you have to apply what you learn from Rico from Humber College from your broker mm-hmm. with the public with mm-hmm. the consumer mm-hmm. and if you bring those good ethical values smart values like a financial advisor to people we are instrument in creating wealth mm-hmm. anybody and everybody who's listening to me i have a message your millions have our contribution as realtors we make you millions we are not discounted people we put value to our services so when we make you million we have a right to make 100000 mm-hmm. and we seek we ask and we demand that money mm-hmm. so if a professional who brings lots of wealth or become an instrument or instrumental in creating wealth cannot put a price tag on his experience expertise then what is the purpose to be who you are if you do not appreciate what you do if you do not enjoy what you do i i believe that wealth is nothing if you don't know how to enjoy your own wealth if you have a knowledge share if yeah. you have a wealth enjoy i see people they say oh that person has an attitude if you are successful and you don't have an attitude then success is not worth anything so enjoy what you have yeah, yeah, but create yeah. everything so real estate is an amazing profession yes i always say the money in real estate is intoxicating what you get once you get a taste of real estate money you won't be able to do anything but real estate is not for everyone real estate is for people like richard people like me many other associates i'm very proud of many people i have known in real estate mm-hmm. because they have a desire and fire to bring value to the people real estate is the biggest investment of anybody's life we are not going to let anyone put that biggest investment into harm's way because of a self-centered egotistic realtor who just think of themselves and make lots of money for themselves and putting other people's wealth and livelihood at risk that's not ethical that's not call for it should it's not a business like it's not professionalism you are listening so, to the wealth talk podcast hosted by richard adokasi from create wealth network the wealth talk podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book the mind assistance program particularly the focus 11 which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth these aspects include mental spiritual physical relationships financial yourself contribution new business learn discipline 
We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. To come in real estate and wants to talk about real estate, you have an amazing platform with Richard. You can share the your teacher, thoughts. The teacher is here, you know. He so, loves teaching. He's an amazing you. teacher, you know. So I thank, thank you, you, honestly, Mr. Sigal. Thank you. I appreciate you. This is on the fly, and you give such an amazing interview. And you touched on all the topics that are, that are within the map book, like yourself, new, discipline, your spirituality, like, like, and all those things matter. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate this. I can't wait for us to get this message out to the world. Thank you for your service. Thank you for always sharing everything you know and the knowledge and always, you know, making yourself available. Thank you. God bless you. Richard, thank you for this opportunity. As I said, I was excited and delighted to be on this platform. I have seen this platform. I have, forget about seeing this platform. I have met the person. I deal with the person. I, I work with the person who is actually bringing this to you. So the quality of this program is reflecting because, the pers- because of the person who is behind this program. Thank so you, Richard, we are so you. thankful to you. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Right, thank you for being you. such a yes, wonderful yes, human yes, being. Thank you. Right, yes. And I'm proud to be associated with you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, same here, thank man. You. Appreciate thank you. you. God Cheers. Bless. Yes, yes, thank yes, you. yes. God bless. That was amazing. That was amazing. Thank you. Good? Yes. All okay, right. good stuff.